Hello, everybody. What if you could make history interesting for your children, like that they would be learning, but they wouldn't even know they were learning? Well, I can't wait for you to hear about this new book series from author William Stevenson or Bill. He is a doctorate in education, as well as an award-winning accountant and a grandpa. He wrote a whole book series that we are going to talk about today for his grandson, Ricky. I can't wait for you to hear this. It's so exciting that he got to to sort of teach this and share this with his grandson, but then also now the whole world can enjoy it too. So hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Hello, welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler show today. We are joined by uh, Bill Stevenson. And he is the author of an amazing book, uh, several books, actually, and you can see them behind you if you're watching the video. Um, and we are going to talk about the story about those books and also just, you know, how that came to be, as well as um, being a, a grandparent and being involved in your child's life. So, Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you got into writing and a little bit about your books. Okay. Um, it's an interesting story because... I never intended to write a series of books. Um, uh, I'm 84 years old. I have two major careers. One, uh, I have a doctorate in education from Temple University, and I was involved in education for about 15 years. Um, I actually was on the planning team and implementation team of two brand new community colleges. And uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and politics got in the way, and I left education, and uh, I became an international tax accountant, and uh, uh, was very active, testified before Congress, was accountant of the year, very busy, and, and I wrote a lot uh, uh, professionally. When my grandson turned seven years old, I decided, you know, I wanted to do something that I would be part of his life and that it would last and it, it wasn't just incidental. And so what am I going to do? Uh, we live pretty far away. I didn't get to see him that often. And um, so what I decided to do was write a book for him where we both were in it. And I set it up. It was the only book I was going to write. I got a loose leaf book from uh, uh, from the stationery store. And um, I put together a story uh, of Ricky's dream trip through the solar system. And um, we, uh, um, I printed pages out of, of beautiful pictures from the internet and NASA. And, and I wrote the story where uh, we had our own little rocket ship and we um, toured all the planets. And, and, and this is the book. Oh, the beginning of it. Oh, isn't that cute? That picture. <laughs> yeah. He was seven years old. Anyway. Um, so uh, I put it together and, uh, I had it on my desk where it was during 
tax filing season, uh-huh. one of my clients came uh, had come in, and uh, he saw this uh, book on my desk. And I really had loving relationships with my clients. They were far more than professional. Uh, you know, they they were more than numbers on a piece of paper, and they felt that way. And uh, and it was all over the country and many parts of the world. So anyway, so um, he said, what is that? And I told him what I explained to you. Well, could I take a look at that? He said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm leaving CBS and I'm starting up my own business for self-published authors. I said, well, I'm not an author. He said, well, let me see the book. And he, he took a look at it and he said, Wow, this is great. My my wife's an elementary school teacher. She, it's written for a seven-year-old, and she would love to take have this book for her class. And uh, and you can publish this thing. I said, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> no, we can get it. We can get a public. Of course. Now remember, that's the business he started. So I'm now a customer. <laughs> and <laughs> but anyway, I went ahead and. Um, there's this great design company um, in Pittsburgh called uh, Fireman Creative. Paul Fireman's the president, and um, and I was introduced to them, and uh, it turned out that Paul, over the years now, uh, we became like brothers because wow. he loved the concept, and um, and uh, he, and and they have a great team of people, and so uh, they took the book. And now it's Ricky's dream trip through the solar system. The solar system. And um, and, and when the book came out, now remember, I have hundreds of clients. So many of them were forced to buy the book. (laughs) Forced. (laughs) I happened to have a pile on my Just happened to. (laughs) And and people really love the book. um, adults read the thing and said, oh my God, there's stuff in there I never even realized myself. I totally, yeah, when I was reading the Ancient Worlds book, I mean, like, I and I loved how you you make it so conversational, too. You were talking about telling, in in that one, it's a dream, and he's he's going with you to ancient, to talk to Tutankhamun, right? And and you're you're talking about showing up in a a ceremonial chariot, so they know you don't want to fight them because you're not showing up in a battle chariot. And I love how you just, like, wove that into the story with those little factoids. I mean, I didn't know there were two different kinds of chariots. I'm sure there were probably multiple kinds of chariots but just to have that sort of like little piece in there thrown in like conversationally it just makes the book so interesting well, for you, everybody you really impressed me you really read it <laughs> anyway so that was the first book and uh and i'm thinking now you understand i'm really very busy it, it is not an easy task to write the, the book and and i get writer's block all the time it drives oh. me crazy but anyway, I felt pretty good about it, and, and people loved it. So I said, well, maybe I'll do another one. If I do two, I can call myself an author. Um, <laughs> well, you were the first so, one. Wait a second. The first one, you were an author, right? Why is it two that you have to be an author? <laughs> well, I figure 
anybody can write one. Anybody can write one book. (laughs) Gotcha. Now you've got a series. Yeah. So at the time, uh, I was reading about colonial America, Mm -hmm. a book had come out by George Washington about George Washington and, um, uh, and Adams and and the people who were working on the um, Declaration of Independence. So um, the next trip, the next dream trip, when I when uh, uh, Ricky found me in his dream, oh, Pop Pop, it's great to see you again. Can we go on another trip? Mm-hmm. I said, it's your dream. We can do whatever you want. <laughs> So I said, um, how about going to Colonial America? So uh, we got on a a dream ship boat, wound up going to Philadelphia and Independence Hall. And um, now I'm I'm, I'm starting to think, there were three aspects of these books Mm -hmm. that are, kind of important one of them is just simply to show Ricky that his grandfather Pop-Up loves him mm-hmm. and uh, the other thing is that it's based on real history mm-hmm. and um, even though some things were made up to involve him and me but it is as you could see from the uh, that little the, the bit you read on uh, Egypt that there really is is history mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I I wanted to do it in such a way that teachers don't forget I have a doctorate in education that teachers could make it part of their lessons plan and 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 grow the grow the story mm-hmm. because I, I I I didn't make it so complicated that that kids wouldn't enjoy it as you found out for yourself. So um, uh, there is a little secret I'll share with you about um, colonial America. When when we arrived uh, uh, in the fog on this boat so nobody would see that we sneaked in a, in a dream, uh, we were walking towards the uh, Independence Hall and... Um, Outside of the building was a little black boy holding a horse, and and he was crying. Mm-hmm. And, and Ricky said, uh, why, why are you crying? He said, well, I can't go to school. They won't. It's against the law for me to go to school. And, and if I could go to school, I would be free in my mind. Now, the reason I sneaked that little bit in there is to give teachers an opportunity to talk about it, the, the Declaration of Independence and and that uh, um, that people were equal mm-hmm. and 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 they weren't at that point and 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 it really grew into the Civil War eventually blah 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 so I just sneaked a little bit of that in and right. Um, and I, Ricky had his guitar with him, and he played him a song, and um, uh, and and the little boy thanked them for treating him like a human being, mm-hmm. and 
And so then we went into the declaration, uh, the, the building where they were arguing about the declaration. And, uh, uh, and, and the argument was, well, why should we write it? Why should we do this? If we're 13 colonies and, and, and if we do it, uh, we're going to be separate and, and they're going to fight with us because we're all separate little countries. And, mm. and, uh, and John Adams took the other point of view. And, and so that story went on. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, at the, uh, the cute little part is at the end, uh, John Adams said, well, would, would you like to say something before you leave? Mm-hmm. He said, I'm only eight years old. I, I, I can't give a speech. But Pop-Pop taught me a song. I can sing you a song. Oh. And so I, I came up with the, um, how many roads must a man walk down? Mm. And, and it's a perfect song. even was written much later. But it's a perfect song. Uh, for that little story, and uh, and they left and they went home, and then um, that was the second book, and uh, and and uh, the artwork was fabulous, and everybody loved it, <laughs> and, and of course there were many things in there, just like the Egypt thing, where people didn't realize it, and mm-hmm. uh, and so the kids loved it, and the adults loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids loved it because it. Most of them don't like to read, but they like to be read too. And yes. if the story is interesting, and in this case actually involves him, mm-hmm. you know, my grandson had self-concept problems. I mean, it's not easy being a kid, not and uh, uh, and he appreciated that. He was a hero in every one of these things oh. and uh, it made him feel good about himself. Oh, yeah. And that was the other underlying thing. Mm. So now I'm getting excited. Well, let me see what else I can do. And I decided to come up with an uh, increase the series to the ancient world. And that's the book that you have mm-hmm. has, has uh, e- uh, e- Egypt. Greece and Rome. Mm-hmm. So now it, it took me a long time to do these. Uh, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I, I, I'm going to do Egypt, which has a 6,000 year history. I said, <laughs> how am I going to pick a story that the kids, the kids will love? And uh, I, I really read quite a bit. And uh, and what jumps up at me, King Tut, mm-hmm. it should have come up to me before I even started reading the book. We all know <laughs> about King Tut. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I also sneaked in Nefertiti, who was his stepmother, and even today considered one of the most beautiful women in the world. And uh, so now my my goal was to teach him about Egypt, which you got the idea. Mm. And and the way I did it was that King Tut, his cat was missing. Remember that part? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and one thing teachers can bring out is 
how much the Egyptians loved their cats. And uh, uh, they even mummified them for thousands of years. Right. It's really amazing. So anyway, so looking for the cat gave them an opportunity to go down the Nile and look in, you know, and look in the temples and the tombs and whatever and mm-hmm. speak to a lot of people. Um, and, and as you know, uh, they couldn't find the cat. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, King Tut um, said, that's okay. You did your best. I'm going to take you to the stable where your dream horses are. And it's really great seeing you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll remember you forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, lo and behold, as you know, the, they get in the, in the barn where the horses are. And who's there? It's the cat. With a litter of kittens. <laughs> I mean, who could not love that? Yes. And uh, uh, it was a very popular one. And, and actually, that one that had won a, a, an award from uh, from the Internet. Aw. So, the, the, uh, so now I'm on a roll. And, uh, the artwork is fabulous. From, it is. Uh, Mm-hmm. From, just unbelievable yes. and all the activities also that are in like the back of the oh. chapters or the books or whatever i mean it's so interesting because like you said it's multi it's not just the story but it's also like decoding the hieroglyphics and all of that i'm I'm guessing the other books have similar things that it just makes it multi you know multifaceted for for the for a teacher of either you know a homeschooler or a regular teacher or whatever right and, and it pulls the kid right into the story you know yes mm-hmm. and it makes them part of history Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the next one was Greece, uh, which gave me, uh, they met Aristotle and, and, and gave me an opportunity to introduce the concept of Olympics, mm. uh, we're, we're, which was started in Greece. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Aristotle asked Ricky if he would race his horse. Of course, Ricky said yes. And guess who won the race? <laughs> so he won the race, and, and then then he also met uh, Alexander the Great, and um, uh, the, the the big deal in there is Alexander the Great wanted to learn how to play. Um, it wasn't a guitar; they didn't have him in those days. It's a lyre, but Ricky is a child prodigy on the guitar, and he taught him how to play the lyre. So. It really built him up, and it was true that Alexander the, the Great loved his lyre. He carried it with him all the time. Aww. Oh, and he, um, how are we doing for time? Oh, we're doing good. You know, we have about, um, I don't know, eight minutes left, so we'll just okay. keep, keep talking. All right. So I love that you, again, made made Ricky the, the hero, right? How, does, how did your grandchild actually, like, react to the books? Um, he loved the stories mm-hmm. and, um, he felt that as he got older, he, he just graduated from college, by the way, Aww. Uh, as he got older, he realized that these books would be with him forever mm-hmm. and he would show, be able to show them and read them to his family when, when he had kids. So mm-hmm. He was kind of excited about that. Um, he wasn't as excited as I w- hoped he'd be. Um, 
but uh, I still had the lifetime mm-hmm. plus uh, concept. The legacy that you leave with those books is just, yeah, I, I, it will affect I'm, more than just him too, right? Like it affects everybody that reads them. Yeah, that's true. Yes. People do love them. Uh, the, the last one in that series of, of the ancient world um, was really interesting to me. It was probably my most favorite. And it was about Julius Caesar. Okay. Now, when people like you and me think of Julius Caesar, we think of Cleopatra. He was in his 50s, et cetera, et cetera. But in my reading, I discovered when he was 16, his father died. And when he was 17, the head of the country had him marry his daughter, who was only 13 years old. So now, after about two years, this guy was replaced. And the guy who replaced him got rid of all of the administration and was going and uh, and Julius Caesar was going to get killed. But he brought him into his office, if they had an office, and he said, "Look, you had a great job." that uh, your your daughter's father gave you that you were, uh, and this is true, that you uh, were the head priest for Jupiter. I got to take that job away from you. And mm-hmm. secondly, I want you to divorce your daughter, uh, your wife. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a teenager. He looks this guy in the eye and says, no. <laughs> and he escapes to the mountains, gets very sick. He's got malaria, and <laughs> and he's moving from place to place. So in the dream, uh, Ricky and his grandfather meet, meet his mother, mm-hmm. and the mother tells him what happens and that uh, uh, where he is in the mountains, approximately. Ricky goes and and, and grandfather goes, they find him and uh, what can we do to help you? Now here's where I introduce girls and women and make them the heroes. There's Mm -hmm. a group called the Vestal Virgins. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't use the word virgins. I didn't want to use that in a child book. So I just said they're called vessels. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, these are very important. They were they started out like little girls and they lasted about 30 years. And their job was to keep the fire of uh, Rome burning. They did for hundreds, hundreds of years. They were very powerful. And, and the heads of state would listen to them and accept their recommendations. So they went, they went to, uh, to the head, Sinna, and begged for the life of Ricky, of, of, of uh, Julius, mm-hmm. and he honored their request. Aww. Now, you know, I'm thinking, what a great, if, the, if he had died, wouldn't have had Julius Caesar. And he's still <laughs> considered one of the greatest military minds that ever lived. Absolutely. So 
I was so happy to find that that piece of history that nobody really knows about. Not at all. I mean, we know of that, but we've never yeah. heard around like all the context, what you just explained. That's so important. Wow. So anyway, uh, uh, that's fantastic. That, that was really, I was so happy. With oh that. my gosh. Yeah. That, what a great story. And those are the kinds of like little things that, that kids will remember those little slices, you know, that it'll, as, as when you tell it as a story also, instead of just like teaching them in a classroom, when you tell it like a story and bring it to life that stays in their brain. So I, we only have a couple minutes left. So tell me a little bit as an educator, as a grandfather, how, why is it important for us to read to our kids? Because kids don't like to read. <laughs> Especially now, right? <laughs> uh, they got too many. Mm -hmm. Distractions. They, they, they got computer games and 24-7 mm -hmm. uh, television. And um, so the object is to inspire them and in such a way that it'll encourage them to go forward. Mm -hmm. But by the way, there are two more things I want to tell you about real quick. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the book about um, uh, colonial America, mm -hmm. um, I had that translated into Spanish. Ooh. So uh, uh, it's, it's fairly unknown. Uh, uh, and my feeling was with all of the people coming across the border, Spanish people, Mm -hmm. And here's something that uh, Some historical uh, could mm -hmm. be important. Absolutely. And and, and, uh, and and the last book I wrote was about going to ancient China. Ooh. And guess who was a star in it was Marco Polo. And it's a true story about Marco Polo and that he uh, spent 17 years in China with Kublai Khan who wouldn't let him go because he loved him so much and he helped him. But uh, make it real quick, uh, Mar uh, Pop Pop and, and, and Ricky met Kublai Khan and, and, and said that, uh, well, you know, uh, your cousin wants to marry a member of your court because his wife died. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and we heard that you want to send her on land. And we traveled on land, and it's too hard. But we are experts on boats, and your people are not. And so Kubica let him take the girl home, and uh, he went back to Venice. Aww. How cool was that? That is very cool. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, Bill, thank you so much for speaking to us today. I think that your um, your recaps about all these books, I'm sure it's teasing all of the listeners into wanting to go grab at least one of these. I know, I mean, I've got to have the colonial book. I wrote a whole book about our, our country and patriotism and everything. So I'm definitely going to have that one um, myself. And uh, and so thank you again. Thanks for joining us. I, I really appreciate it. We'll absolutely make sure that we have links in the show notes uh, for people to find your books and to find more about you. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. It's a joy seeing you. Oh, thank you. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at teachingyourtoddler.com as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler. 
on Instagram and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.